Back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. to another episode of The Rant. Today is Wednesday, April 28th. We're a day before the NFL draft, but we're not going to talk about football today. We're going to be talking about some basketball. Some hoops action. Yeah, so basketball NBA season is winding down. I think Got 10, 10 to 11, 10, games, 10, 11 left. games left, depending on you know which team. But two teams so far, one in each conference, have clinched their playoff spot so i feel it's it's, it's as good yeah. a time as ever to talk about start talking talk about, about the, the nba just a little bit let's uh yeah. let's bring that back in yeah congratulations to brooklyn and utah you are now free of worry from the playoffs you will make it you will probably also stay the number one seed although the suns are only one game back actually yeah i would not be so quick to jump to that I do think the Nets are going to be the number one seed. I do think they will also, but I'm just saying, I mean, the Sixers are only a game and a half back. Suns, as you mentioned, only a game back from the Jazz. And also, the Jazz, they've been great, obviously, all year, but they aren't playing at the exact same level as they were in the first half, which is, you know, what got them such a massive lead in the Western Conference in general. They're still playing great. I'm not going to... You know, sugarcoat things. The Nets, obviously, they are, again, every night, take your pick. One of their one of their main players is not going to play. Uh, obviously, Harden's out indefinitely with that with that injury. But you still have KD now is back. Kyrie is back regularly now. Um, so the net, the Nets look just fine, and they're and they're cruising. Yeah, I I also do think that at this point. The other teams in the East um, are kind of more worried about, let's just solidify like a decent matchup. Mm-hmm. Like, I think this is going to sound crazy. I, I almost think that if you're a team, like there are just certain spots you want to avoid, right? Like obviously that eight spot sucks because you're playing Brooklyn the first round. Yeah. I think there are some teams that would rather be the seven than the six. And there are some teams that would rather be the six than the seven, depending on matchup. Oh, yeah, without, um, a without a doubt. You know, because I do think that besides Brooklyn, it's a lot more of like, okay, what team do you match up better than, right? Like, I do think that the Celtics would much rather play the Bucks in the first round than the Sixers. Well, you saw what the Celtics and the Bucks did last playoffs, right? Like, you know, the Celtics. Yeah, they match, match up, up well. better with the Bucks yeah. than they do with, you know, the Nets, the Sixers. let's say. Or the yeah, Sixers. or even the Sixers. But even though they beat the Sixers, I still think that they match up better against Milwaukee. What? The Sixers... Best, best player is Joel Embiid. Best player Embiid, is so. Joel Embiid. Who on the Celtics is going to slow down or stop Joel Yeah, Embiid? We just traded it's our not, best center, and Tristan Thompson sucks. Yeah, so. exactly. It's, 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 it's painful. not a friendly matchup for the Celtics in that It's situation. like we're wasting another good year of Tatum and Brown without a good center. We don't even need a great center. Just like a big guy I who can not get wrecked. The Celtics might... Disappointment of the season. Yeah, I was going to say, this might be a hot take, but I feel like they are the most disappointing team in the NBA. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Most disappointing. 30 with yeah. the team they have in the Eastern Conference. No, don't sugarcoat it. I'm a, I'm a they, Boston they fan. Be, this is they terrible. Be no, no lower than a four seed in this in this Eastern Conference. Dude, they should be the two at worst. 
yeah. with the talent that they have. It's, I mean, come on. It's really... Uh, they have two out of the five best players in the East. They'll, they'll make the playoffs, but they really have struggled this season. They've lost three straight also. The only way I can not be sad is if, like, we win two games in the playoffs, and then, okay, if we lose in the Eastern Conference Finals, I'm fine with it. But if we don't make the Eastern Conference Finals, which... I mean, it's a failure. Season's a failure. Season's a failure. Your team's, a failure. Your team's in a win-now mode, and if you don't... Yeah, the- it's it's not it's not a, like, people are going to say, like, oh, especially the Indiana fans are like, oh, fire Brad Stevens and let him go to Indiana. No, it's not a fire the coach type of season, but it's a, like, let's get half this just, roster gone yeah, and, like, get some new players. serious play. look at the personnel here, because... Honestly, in my opinion, there are three players that are safe on the Celtics, in my opinion. Tatum, Brown, Marcus Smart. That's it. Yeah. Everybody else is is not safe. The thing is, what you so desperately need, so desperately need, is a big man that can consistently... Passable big man. That can consistently get boards and 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 literally Protect the rim. Exactly. Right? But that, for some reason, has eluded... We thought Robert Williams would be that, but he hasn't been consistent. He's so inconsistent. So he'll go out. He'll go out one game, and it's like, man, this is our guy. Like this dude is playing, you know, Jared Allen, DeAndre Jordan type of guy. Like just a freak and, down and low. We thought the Tristan Thompson signing was a good move, not necessarily because he's a great defender, but because he is a consistent great rebounder presence down low, rebound. Just hasn't really get injured, and he just hasn't done it. I mean, he has not been the no. answer, and. Yeah, like, I, this is crazy, but I would take Nerlens Noel off the Knicks right now in oh, a heartbeat. Well, first of all, Nerlens Noel, have some respect, is having a phenomenal season. I know, that's what I'm saying! Like, dude, give me Nerlens Noel and the Celtics, come hey, on. Dude, hey, it's not my problem, the Knicks just know hey. how to develop talent. Yeah. All right. You're allowed to have your moment in the sun now, because y'all <laughs> have been terrible for 15 years, so Speaking enjoy yourself. of the Knicks. The New York let's, Knicks. Let's have a nice little Knicks segment because Knicks set the world on fire. Nine, nine and one in the nine last ten. Nine and one in the last ten. They just they, their nine game winning streak was just broken. Yeah. They're thirty four and twenty eight. Tied. They're technically tied with the Hawks uh, in the standings, but they have the four seed right now, which is absolutely mind boggling to me. And. I would just like there, to talk this about is it. the biggest surprise of the season for me. Oh, we went from the biggest I'm disappointment to the biggest surprise. I'm a Knicks fan, and I think we were making the playoffs this year. Oh yeah, I was, I was optimistic. No chance. You did not think they would be a four seed? No way. I didn't think they'd be an eight seed? Are you kidding? Yeah, exactly, exactly. In our preseason picks, neither of us had New York like making the playoffs. I mean, Fun fact: Julius Randle has a li- see, listen. If you ask me right now, the MVP is between Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid. But I do feel like it is only fair to at least throw Julius Randle's name into the ring. Well, if Julius Randle doesn't make an all-NBA team, it's ridiculous. Oh, well, First, second, third. If he doesn't make one of those teams... He, he will make one of those teams. I, I mean, I know he will. But yeah. if he doesn't, for some reason, because we had that year where Paul George and Gordon Hayward didn't make the all-NBA team because it's some stupid positional requirement and I wanted to throw something out of a window... When uh, Hayward had that ridiculous season with Utah and Paul George was still um, on Indiana. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I hope we don't have a scenario where Julius Randle doesn't make an All-NBA team. Because he deserves to make an All-NBA team. He is easily one of the 15 best players in the league this season. There is no debate on that. Yeah, I mean, he had... So, on the season, he's averaging 24 points, 10 boards, 6 assists, a steal, and on 46 and 42% shooting, right? That's unbelievable. That's f- fantastic. And and if you just look at their nine-game winning streak, right, in those nine games, 
Let me just do a quick math. Oh, he was averaging something crazy. Three, I remember four, seeing it on Twitter. Six of those nine games, he scored over 30 points, right? Yeah. He had double-digit rebounds in all but three of those games. And he had double-digit double digit assists twice. I'm just... The Knicks are just... I mean, Tom Thibodeau... We always knew Tom Thibodeau was a great coach. And unfortunately, when he was with the Timberwolves, that kind of put a little bit of a, you know... A damper on it because on they the were not, they weren't very good. But I don't think that was a Tom Thibodeau problem. <laughs> I think that was a personnel issue. But well, the Teals are just a cursed franchise. Well, yes, we we've we've been over this many times. But Thibodeau, he's no joke. He gets the most out of his players, right? He gets them defensively buy, for sure. Yeah, he gets them to buy into like actually playing defense, right? So the Knicks are playing fantastic defense. We've been over this at the beginning of the season, and they've continued to do it now. R.J. Barrett's taken a huge leap this year. Just just in terms of shooting percentages, right? Not not even statistics like points per game, rebounds per game, etc. Just shooting percentages. He's also been a closer. Late in games, he's been clutch, right? He's been taking big shots and making them, right? And then you have all these other, like, role players. Reggie Bullock, Alec Burks, even Derek Rose, even though he's, you know, a little bit more of a significant role player, all been playing fantastic. Alfred Payton's playing, been playing decent recently. Manuel quickly should be considered for Rookie of the Year, legitimately. I mean, the team has looked great. Obi Toppin's looked good off the bench. The, listen, I'm not saying the Knicks are going to go super far in the playoffs, but listen, the fact that they're going to make the playoffs this year, I mean, they have like a 96% chance of doing so. The fact that they yeah. will make the playoffs this year, that's way ahead of many Knicks fans' schedule, including myself, right? Yes. I mean, the Knicks, the future looks great for the Knicks. Julius Randle's still, like, what, 26 years old? The thing is, it's going to be a matter of you have some tradable assets. Yeah, just make sure you I don't think right you have. For, I don't think you have a great draft pick. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think you have a great draft pick from somebody else. Unless... It, it's Dallas. I don't even think the... And, and yeah, but their pick poorly. isn't going to be good. Yeah, they yeah, started their, their out looking really good. nice, and it's probably going to uh, be, like, a mid... end of lottery to, like, 20. Yeah, so it's a matter of you need to get some of your assets out and get another, maybe not top 15, but like top 20, 25 guy in the NBA. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, let's go. Or you hope that one of your young guys develops into that. Dude, I saw some, which is possible. someone throw out the, because the Trailblazers look like a whole mess. And I, yes. I don't think that's going to last much longer before they decide to just scrap that. I was actually about to ask, bigger disappointment, I mean, obviously Celtics... We I would think say Celtics the biggest. are the biggest disappointment. Celtics, Blazers, or Heat. Bro, the Heat? From from making the finals to being a seven seed? See, but that's more predictable, right? Because, because Well, of yeah, because I just don't think they were that... I think they were a little bit also fraudulent last year. Like, they did, they were just... I also... Yeah, that and also just the the slump of losing in the playoffs. I think that's... that's and very like Tyler real. Hero can't hit a shot the last week. I think week. the Trailblazers are probably a little bit bigger than the Heat just because the Blazers... I mean, it's the same problem every year. Everybody gets injured at different points in the season. Nurkic. Also, do you feel like Damian Lillard gets a pass that other people don't? What do you mean? Because like everybody loves it. He's so loyal and he's like kind of like greedy. Do you think like he gets a pass that guys like Chris Paul and Westbrook? What? Let me finish. That guys like, for example, like guys like Chris Paul and Westbrook, and even to an extent like Harden. It was like, oh, those guys aren't winners. Like they're putting up meaningless stats in games that don't matter. And Damian Lillard has kind of avoided that kind of criticism. John Wall was another one that got... When are we going to start looking at Damian Lillard and be like, no, you're in that category too. Like, you, you're you also in that category of, like, dudes who just put up empty buckets and don't win. Uh, 
I don't think anyone puts Chris Paul into that category at all. For a while, people did, though. Mm, yeah, maybe casual. Even when he was on the Clippers, he, even when he was on the Clippers, he, people put him in that category. I actually knew basketball or, like, actually followed the sport thought that because chris paul has always been a guy that if you, he's on your team your winning percentage goes up yes immensely that is because he's not gonna lose you a game right no. okay thing, so take, like, here's take him thing. out of here's it here's the thing i put john wall and westbrook into the category of they they will most they will lose you a game right because they're not great shooters they're really streaky yeah they can they, shoot you they, out of a game right they have extreme ball dominance and you know that is a recipe to to get you know, to lose a game right whereas damian yeah. lillard yeah, his team doesn't perform at the you know always at the highest level, and I don't. The thing is, I don't attribute that to him because if anything, we've seen it right with you know Dame time and his many you know clutch game winners, game tying shots, stuff like that. He is he's gonna keep you in a game. Like right? very rarely will you see Damian Lillard. You know, he's not gonna turn the ball over ten times a game. He's not gonna go you know zero for seven shooting, not often at least. I understand, but I, I think I, that like I, he's. I, I that the that team the problem is not Damian Lillard. Let me tell you. Right. No, I don't think it's. But I, it's kind of for me, it's an issue of. And this is not just, again, Curry and Chris Paul aside. I just I am skeptical of teams whose best player is a point guard, especially a point guard who's not great on defense. Right. I mean, look at and again, we'll talk about the Celtics. My like one of. And there were a lot of Celtics fans in this bucket with me who were like, you got rid of Terry Rozier and got Kemba, who's like, yeah, he's a better player. But I mean, Kemba Walker, another one of those guys who, yes, he'll get you a lot of points, but he's probably given up more on the other end. You know what I mean? And mm. this is the issue that I had with Kyrie Irving as well. And when Kyrie Irving was supposedly our best player, there are very few point guards that I am okay with my best player being a point guard. And in the current NBA, that list is two people. It is Chris Paul and it is Stephen Curry. Any other team, if my best player is my point guard, I have problems. Right? And then that's kind of the... When was the last time that Portland... And okay, CJ McCollum, another, because he's undersized. He's not really a shooting guard either. If you get like an elite wing out there, like a wing who's so good that Dame is the second best player, I don't think you have any of these problems. If you get rid of CJ McCollum, and even if you get rid of something else... And you get, let's say, even like a Paul George type of player out there, like Gordon Hayward type of player. I think that team instantly gets well, yeah. much, much better. The thing is that I, I think everyone has said for a long, the longest time that the thing they're missing is is a significant big or forward player, right? And for the longest time since Dame and CJ have been there, they haven't had that. They just haven't. Yeah. Well, I think the insistence the on keeping is, them together has 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 prohibited that yeah but i also money wise and they also just have had some bad luck too right you look at they tried to get it in zach collins i think i can count on two hands the number of games zach collins has played since he's come to the nba (laughs) i mean the guys that was injured right and i think he would have been decent right he you saw he was a good defender the few games he has played because how good were they when it was lamarcus aldridge who was the best player and then it was dame because there mean, were a couple years where, were, like, LaMarcus Aldridge was the best They were fantastic, player. and that was still very early yeah. on in, in, in Dame's career. Yeah. But also, I mean, Nurkic, when he first got there, he looked like he was going to be a great player. Good defender, great rebounder, right? He looked like he was going to be a guy. And then he hasn't been able to stay injured or stay on the court. So it's problems yeah. like that. 
And the thing is, I just think it's it's all kind of unraveling at this point, and the injuries are getting worse. You know, Nurkic is never on the court. McCollum nowadays is often injured. Even Dame himself is, has has missed some games with injuries this year. I do think it's it's getting to the point where they break it up. It's not going to be Dame and CJ being like, all right, I want to get traded. It's going to just be management being like, listen, we got to turn a new page here, so we're going to, you know, we're going to send yeah. him elsewhere. I think Dame will be harder to trade than CJ. Well, yeah, because he's he's an aging point guard who's going to, you know, require a lot of money. I mean, yeah. you're going to need think... to get a lot of resources from somebody. Yeah, I just think that teams are kind of like over the whole... Yes, but at the same time, I mean, a team like the New York Knicks or a team, a big market team, is not going to say no to Damian Lillard. I mean, if on. you're an, you're a Knicks fan though, how much do you, would you, would you feel comfortable? Would you feel comfortable like giving up a lot of your young players for Damian Lillard and just being like, okay, Lillard and Randall, like let's go? I'm asking you now though, like you've seen what what those like to give I, it up for a point guard? I really don't know. I'd have to think about it more. Because I know my, you said RJ was untouchable, right? But if I'm saying like, hey, you got to give up RJ for Dame. RJ and stuff, obviously, for Dame. You're not doing that, right? I mean, because RJ's defensive. He can play defense. He's a probably wing. Probably not, just because I feel like it is also harder to find yeah. a, a positionless type player like RJ Barrett. Like RJ Barrett, exactly. Probably exactly. not. But then again, I'd have listen, it, it it all depends. on If I'm giving up a bunch of draft picks and, like, a guy well, yeah, that's, that's not RJ yeah. Barrett, then I actually think I'd consider it. I do. Yeah. Because if you add if you add Damian Lillard to a team, right, and Randall, all of a sudden you get some free agent interest too, where you're like, okay, I kind of want to play with those guys. Yeah. So you there's less of a need for the draft. It's you know it's a whole a whole yeah. thing. But I'm not saying that's going to happen. But I did see that, and I you know it certainly no. you know piqued my interest. Uh, another another team that we need to talk about that's been surging lately. Your favorite team, the Washington mm. Wizards. Now. Despite the run, they've been eight and they two in the last ten the games. Their eight game win streak was just broken. They are still twenty seven and thirty four, ten seed. So they're not going to make the playoffs. Most likely. I mean I think statistically they had like a twenty percent chance or something yeah, like that. It's, like nineteen percent. Unlikely. Uh, especially given the teams ahead what's, of them. What's their schedule? What's their schedule? But let's see who they play. We do have to do you we're just you know, we're talking uh, negatively about Russell Westbrook, but we do have to give him some some props because he has been balling out lately uh going yeah against some ass i mean i don't care i don't care he's still been playing well um you want to know what the score was the last time they played a decent team tell me please they played the suns and lost by 30 I mean, yes, they're uh, they're winning <laughs> against the against terrible teams of the NBA. I will, I will, I will agree with you, but still, but still. Yeah, I mean, we all knew like they're better than the tenth best team in the East. Again, as much as I hate Russell Westbrook's play style, yeah, like personnel. he's still very good. Their personnel, though, but just, just yeah. Again, I'm gonna beat I, the drum. Another high say, usage point guard driven team. I'm not gonna say I didn't call it, but I kind of called it we called i it. said we called the it. beginning of the season they would be garbage people would lose their minds and then because their personnel is their personnel they will somehow find a way to win a bunch of games they'll finish like closer to 500 and here we are they are here's the thing even if they finish eighth which i think i had them doing in my preseason picks i had them finishing eighth 
Just because I was like, well, as much as I hate Westbrook's play style and I don't think Beal is a two-way player, they're still, like, pretty good. Um, even if they finish eighth, so what? You're going to go and get swept by the Nets in the first round? It's like, that's not... No, I know, you don't I know. Do a tr- you don't do a trade, like, to get a guy like Russell Westbrook and being like, yeah, we're content... This is, like, playing for eighth, this is something that we accuse the Hornets of doing all the time, right? Ironically, the Hornets are in eighth yeah, right now. I was now. about to say. Um, they yeah. I think that, obviously, the Pacers, we both thought they would be higher. I thought they would be, like, fourth or fifth, I think, in my preseason yeah, picks. I, but, I had the Pacers sixth. Um, I, I don't know Knicks, what happened Knicks, there. Knicks the Knicks are really... It up. <laughs> well, the Knicks and the Raptors also stinking no, is hurting. I had them seventh. Um, I did not have Atlanta in my playoffs, I don't think. Um, I had Atlanta at eight, Pacers at, like, six, and I had the... Raptors out, and I had yeah. You had the Raptors not making uh, it, but but I think even if the even if the Wizards do make eighth, here's no, here's my problem with the doing anything in the playoffs, even if they made the playoffs. But here's here's my problem with with the Wizards, and this is something that we need to talk about. The Wizards have two very very good international young players in their team, Rui Hachimura and Denny Abijah. You learn something from New York. You are cutting your own throat. If you put young players on the bench behind guys who you know what they are and they're not that good. The Knicks were like, our first priority is to get RJ Barrett, another international prospect, although he went to college, but he's Canadian. Their top priority was like, we need to get RJ Barrett 30 minutes a night. And we don't care if he sucks for the first season because he'll be better for it. And he is better for it. A lot better for it. He's a real player now. And he'll only get better. Yeah. You essentially wasted a season that you were going to be bad anyways. And you could have given Avija and Hachimura 30 minutes a night. Yes, they would have been bad. Okay. But then the next season, they would have come back and been good. This is what the Celtics figured out. This is what the Knicks figured out. This is what the Bucks figured out. They're like, Even the Bulls we are not. And the Bulls. They're like... We'd rather, if you're going to suck, suck properly and suck for a short amount of time. Mm. Don't like be half-assed well, also, for, you, for three seasons. You find out sooner if you, the guys you drafted are, are worth it. It or not. Right? Yeah. Then you can either keep them, trade or move them, them elsewhere for or cut picks, them. Yeah, and draft someone and just draft someone yeah. new. It's not, a, it's really, sometimes it. Because look where Washington's going to pick now. It, it, Washington's going to pick like 13th. Yeah. It's like, like there's nothing worth anything left 13th yeah, anymore. And, and like you guys need something like top 5. No. If you look at this next these next couple drafts, mm-hmm. this draft and the draft after it. So in this draft, obviously the top you got like Kuminga, Cade Cunningham, Kai Soto, uh Jalen Green, a bunch of guys from the G League and then a couple guys from college. So those guys are going to be like 19 years old because they're either one and done's like Cade Cunningham or they're going to be G League guys like Kai Soto or Kuminga or Jalen Green. You need to get those guys minutes, right? And those guys are going to be gone in the first five picks. And then beyond that, this draft is kind of weak, okay? Or it's a bunch of, like, old dudes like Garza who we don't care about because they're already, like, 24, okay? They might be NBA ready, but, like, they're not going to have that same potential for upside yeah. as the guys who are 19, right? Yeah, yeah. In the next draft... After that, you got Banchero and Holmgren, and then beyond that, nobody cares, right? Yeah. Depending on what a team needs, if they need a wing or if they need a big, it's going to be either Chet or Banchero at number one, and then the other guy's going to go number two. 
And beyond that, nobody cares. And then the year after that, it's Imani Bates, right? Mm -hmm. Notice how we aren't mentioning anybody who's going to get picked at 13 because we don't care. Unless you are lucky and you get Donovan Mitchell at 13, which happens once every five seasons, that a guy like that drops that low. I mean, it happened once in 2012 with Giannis, okay? And then it happened the next time in like 2017 with Donovan Mitchell that you get a real all-star level talent that late. And the 2012 draft was a joke because like Anthony Bennett went number one overall. So like nobody knew anything at that point. Yeah, yeah, clearly everybody was on. Right? And you're picking 13 isn't helping you. And you have two young guys who you're wasting years of their development. And then people are going to be like, oh, well, just trade Avija. And it's going to happen the reverse of Julius Randle where everybody thought Julius Randle was bad. And then he went to the Knicks and he was amazing because like, well, finally the dude actually gets to play. So you're going to trade Avija and Hachimura in a couple of seasons because you think they're bad. They're going to go to a bad team, like the, whatever, the Pistons or something nonsense. And they're going to be great. And you're going to be like, oh, what did we miss? It's like, well, you didn't play them. Sorry. I, I, hey, I hate what the Wizards it, are doing right now. Let it out. It's true. That was beautiful. They got to play. <laughs> they're not going to, you're not going to know if they're good or bad if they don't play. That was awesome. Facts. All right. Let's uh, switch gears. I'm going to yeah. do a nice little transition here. Let's talk about Steph Curry. Yeah, he's a nuclear bomb. So, so I think it was a two-man MVP race between Embiid and Jokic, right? It was a one-man race at, at that point because Embiid was hurt. Well, yeah, yeah, I know how you feel about it, but you know, I think you're going to have a hard time convincing no, 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 I agree. a lot of the yeah. public that Embiid was completely out of it. But no, no, I, I it's Embiid and Jokic. But I think after the last about two weeks, Steph Curry has to be the third man in that, in that conversation. Legitimately so. He is. I mean that that Warriors team is garbage. I mean they're they're thirty one and thirty one. They're five hundred. Yeah, I mean he's carrying the them, right? There's no there's no debate. If they if he was not healthy or he was not there, they'd be the, season, they'd be the second worst team. They in the would West. have what seven wins? I mean they they they'd be bad. They I mean, yeah, last be, night last night they went nine minutes without a field goal. Right that that team's that team is terrible. The thing is, yeah. their personnel we've talked about is bad. But like it's, it's not, not this bad, bad enough that it's they should bad. be. Man, they really did get clowned by thirty by Dallas. Holy yeah, moly! Yeah. I mean, they. Hey man, Michael Mulder had twenty six though. Oh oh, awesome! <laughs> no, if you just look at Steph Curry in the last ten games, right? I'm just gonna read up his point totals. Yeah, I know. He's 38, 53, 42, 33, 47, 49, 18, 32, 37, 27. Right? And he's doing that. I mean, he's taking 23. He took 23s against the Celtics and he made 11. That's actually just nuts. He had one bad shooting night in that entire in those 10 games. And that was the night he had 18 points. Otherwise, he's shooting 50% or better in in 8 of the 10 games. Excuse me. The crazy thing is he's not getting assists yeah, because, because people nobody aren't making else on the shots. team is worth passing to. <laughs> it's true. And no, and also because they're not making the shots that's when they give him the ball. But also the first part. I mean it's 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 is the, is, have, the, is, it's uh, Steph back. is the honestly, is the is the rookie out? Wiseman, he's been in and out. I think he had like okay. a uh, he has some I was like why is Kevon Looney playing? Like No, James James there? Wiseman, he did have a uh, I want to say it was season ending. They were just he's probably there probably next to be. Yeah. He, hey, he take does. a look at this Draymond Green stat line: three assists, yeah. eleven rebounds, no points. He had like a, a game where he had nineteen he had assists, like, yeah, thirteen two. rebounds, and two points or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That is impressive. a wild. Impressive. 
just pass the Steph. I mean, it's the easiest way to get. Look, it. I mean, I don't think Draymond is is bad, no, but I mean, but he I can't score. You know, as good as yeah. some people hype him up to be. I think he's this is also serving as an expose on Andrew Wiggins and that he's really not that good, which I've been saying for years, yeah. and people have been like, he averages 23 points. I'm like, he's bad. Yeah, he also averaged 23 points on a team that lost a lot. People people also what, don't... His team's still losing a fair People amount. also don't realize, for a high-usage player, how easy it is to score 20 points in the current NBA with the current pacing. Yeah. That's not like saying like it's easy, like anybody off the street could do it. Like That's not what that means by easy but like for an nba player if you get high usage rate it is not you don't have to be a great shot maker to get to 20 points right because even if let's say actually let's use andrew wiggins as an example uh an excellent nba player for sure he played 31 minutes against uh dallas Mm -hmm. okay so let's make it 32 minutes because i want to make my math easier so that means you play eight minutes per quarter if you even make five or six free throws in a game, you have to just make three field goals every quarter in eight minutes, which if you are a high usage player, that is not difficult. And that gets you to 30, not to 20. To 20, you have to make like 1.7 field goals per quarter, okay, where you're playing eight minutes a quarter, right, to get to, to, get, to, get to 20 points. It's, it's not as impressive as it used to be. And the fact that Andrew Wiggins still can't get there... He sucks. I mean, he's okay, he's bad. About 18 points a game this year. Yeah, well. And that team. I mean, that team's the best. And again, they'll get Clay back next year. I'm sure Clay will. Yeah, but I mean, Clay injury-wise now, he's been injured a lot lately. We don't well, know I mean, what's he, up with is, Clay. He, he, that was, I mean, it's a serious injury. But Obviously. let's not act like Clay won't still be able to shoot the ball, right? I mean. No, yeah. Um, I mean, defensively, he might be a step slow, but. Yeah, but we'll see. I mean, he'll Clay's be fine. Not, I mean, it's Clay Thompson. I, Clay's he'll be not fine. old. No, he's, he's, right he's been in the league for a while just because he left after a year. Yeah, I mean, he's 31, so he's he's yeah. still got. He's in his prime. He's a in his couple prime. Of years, at in his least. prime. Yeah. But here's my issue it's just, with man, Steph Curry for MVP. Thompson, that is my issue for with Steph Curry for MVP has nothing to do with Steph Curry. Uh, statistically, so obviously, he's proving him. he deserves it. It's you cannot give an MVP to a team that's in tenth in their conference. And I know that's going to be controversial. People are like, MVP is an individual. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is, though. But think about it. Do you really want to open the box of MVP just being like, oh, let's find a guy who has nutty stats, even if it's on a bad team? Yeah, but there's more nuance to that, right? Because it's not just – Steph Curry's not just a guy who has stats, right? It's not like we're giving it to, you know, the the leading – we're not giving it to Zach Levine, right? Right, just because he's the leading scorer and he has insane stats, but the Bulls are 26 and 35 and they're on the 11 seed. It's not like I'm giving it to that. It's not like I'm giving it to Westbrook, right, for the team that's 27 and 34, right? And Westbrook is a former MVP. No, I'm giving it to Steph Curry because. People wanted to give it to Westbrook when his team was ass. I mean, people wanted to give it to to Westbrook when his team was really bad. See, but again, there was nuance to that because he was averaging a triple double for the season and that team was truly garbage. Truly garbage, right? This is the same. This is a similar scenario to that Westbrook MVP, right? Steph Curry is putting up absolutely berserk stats, right? He's second in the league in scoring like thirty-one points a game. That team is five hundred, which it's not winning, it's not losing. But if Steph Curry is not there, that team again, that team might have single-digit wins. And I'm, I'm, I don't even think that's that irrational for me to say. No, I don't think that's that irrational. But I mean, take Damian Lillard off the Trailblazers; they'd have single-digit wins too. I mean, the team is bad I, also. I don't if know you if take they have Damian Lillard. Ones, they still have good players. 
CJ, Do they? Norman Powell. Yeah, they still have great but those players. Guys are, those guys don't play, though. I mean, they're, they're hurt all the time. I mean, CJ was hurt earlier in the season for like a month, month and a half. Norman Powell came over in the trade. Nurkic has been in and out this season. They would no, that team would have been better than that team would have been better than the Warriors without. I mean, yeah, they would have been better than the Warriors without. Regardless, Steph, there's true. nuance. There is because what Steph's doing is also like historic levels of of performance, right? Of As opposed career, to Damian yeah. Lillard, who's scoring thirty a night, which is still impressive. I don't know. I just think I think Steph Curry should still be considered. I still think Jokic is the MVP. But I think Steph yeah, Curry I agree. is seriously inconsiderate. For me, what, what settled the argument actually wasn't even Embiid's injury. Uh, I was perusing through the good people at StatMuse's Twitter feed because StatMuse is the best Twitter account for basketball. Go follow it. Shout out StatMuse. Um, I, when I, because like the casuals argument for Embiid over Jokic is like, oh, but Jokic is a bad defender. Embiid is such a great rim protector, which he is a great rim protector. There's no debate about that. When I saw that... Nikola Jokic had a better like defensive plus minus and like a better VORP and like all that kind of stuff than Embiid, which would be the stats that suffer if he was really that bad defensively. I was like, no, give it to him. Give it to him. If he's if he's even comparable defensively to Embiid, obviously we know that offensively they're in completely different like stratospheres. Mm-hmm. If he was even comparable to Embiid defensively, which the advanced metrics show that he is, is this an over argument. The argument is over. Right, especially the fact that now that Jamal Murray went down, like they're still winning games. Right, that's crazy to me. It's mm-hmm. it's so. Also, we are talking about a center who averages like ten assists. Like, can we appreciate that? Like, Nikola Jokic well, and, might and, and, be the most skilled center we've ever seen. And here's the like, thing. in terms of just skill with the ball. And here's the thing: now that Jamal Murray's out, confirmed for the rest, it only of the boosts season, his case. Right. Yes, and and down the stretch, Jokic, if they continue to win, will have even more of a case in my opinion just because yeah. they're down you know you could argue he's, he's their second guy i'd say jamal murray's yeah. the second guy even though yeah. he's probably and, and look how he's elevated Jokic. he's the second guy on that team and yeah. and listen michael porter jr is going to step up and play a ton but that's also because jokic is finding season. him such good looks yes i still think right. jokic is in is in the the driver's advantageous seat. position uh for the mvp race because mb's been injured and hot take also i think that i mean i know the playoffs shouldn't matter which is dumb because yeah, they should but um but i think the nuggets have a better chance in the in the west than people give them credit for with all the injuries and sketchiness that's... and i would say that's a perfect transition to talk about the current standings and as we get closer to the playoffs playoff let's picture. talk a little bit about the playoff picture right because since we last talked about the nba a lot has changed especially in the western conference eastern conference one or two teams have, have you know, slid up and down, but the Western yeah. Conference has really been jumbled up. Yes. The Jazz have stayed put at one, as they have the entire season. The Suns have climbed way up, right? They're playing great basketball. We all knew this would happen. Chris Paul. They're the two seed. I think they stay two seed, right? The Clippers have been so under up the radar, down. which is so weird to yeah. say, because they have Kawhi, Paul George, right? But they have quietly stayed steady at three, no one's talking about them. I don't think they're as as talkative as they were last year because they did get embarrassed. They last got year. humbled, yeah. Yeah, and I think I think they've kind of just flown. They're like the radar. we're on grind mentality now. Yeah, which I actually kind of appreciate um, because they in the past have had a history of of doing the opposite and it's backfired. Being loud and getting slammed in the playoffs, yeah. Yes, um, <laughs> and then the Nuggets, as you mentioned, at four, they're still winning. I mean, 
seven and three the last ten games, even without Jamal Murray. For me, the Lakers the seed is, the, is irrelevant. The Nuggets, the Nuggets, the issue will be they w- without Jamal Murray in the playoffs. I do think they're vulnerable, right? Like I think they might be a little yeah. overseeded in the playoffs because they won't yeah. have Jamal Murray. But I still think they are, as we saw last year, they will compete with anybody because they just have a very strange matchup. You know, with yeah. other teams, and then the Lakers at five. They've obviously for me the seed is irrelevant. Yeah, because, the seed is irrelevant. LeBron will be back by the playoffs, and you know they're going to LeBron's win. back. I they mean. can play with anyone. AD just came back. Uh, I think he had like seventeen points in his first game. You know, and now that they have Drummond, that's another added little you know wrinkle into the mix. That it's also good for the matchup against Denver because you could always just even if Drummond at Jokic, well even yeah. if Drummond collects fouls, like who cares? Just throw Andre Drummond at Jokic. Right? And yeah, even AD. You can get AD to four fouls. You can get Drummond to five. Right? You can just throw Body just meat, essentially. You have Montrezl Harrell, too. You can just throw meat at, at Nikola Jokic until he gets tired, basically. Absolutely. And then and then the Mavericks have have started to pick things up. They're in the sixth seed right now. Luka's we were talking them earlier carrying the season, that team. They were really so hard. But now they're, yeah. Luka Doncic is, is, uh, is carrying them as... He should be in the MVP talk he too because well. that team well. without him is bad. Yeah, because KP never is on the court. I don't think he realistically will be close no, to winning no, this he year, no. but he he will get his chance, he and will, he'll be first team All NBA. He will have his for chance. sure. Uh, seven Blazers, eight Grizzlies. The Spurs have listen. The Spurs they're still they're still well, they're still winning, tied. They're right? tied. I mean, though. they're seven and three in their last ten, so they're still they're still winning. I don't think they. See, I don't want to say that though because like it's still Greg Popovich, and they still find ways to win despite having. No, I think Utah slams whichever team is talent. the eight seed. Yeah, the Grizzlies again. Their time will come in the coming years. Um, even if they. Get I think they're team. a better they're a better matchup for Utah if Jaron Jackson Jr. can play. They, they're they a better have, matchup for have, Utah. They have good guard and big right. They have good guard because well, at guys. least like at least they can th- because John Morant. I mean, he's not going to stop Donovan Mitchell, but he can slow him down. Mm. And you can throw Jaron Jackson at Gobert. And again, he's not going to stop him, but he's going to slow him they down. They still have, like, Valen Shunis, right? They still yeah. have a decent player. Dylan Brooks is a decent The Spurs player. without Aldridge now, like, cool. man, down low, they're going to get ripped they have up if they play Rosen. Utah. Deontay yeah, who's not a great defender and against I mean, Mitchell. The, the Spurs, again, I, I do give them credit because they do continue to find ways to yeah, I think without Lamarcus Aldridge, though, it's tough for them. Yeah, but they still they've been winning games. I yeah, can't can't argue with that. And then no. the rest of the teams irrelevant. I mean, they're all yes garbage. Hey, Timberwolves on a three game win streak, and they've all, so, also the only team to go three and zero against the Jazz this year. So, so if we do the classic, if we do, <laughs> if we do the classic contender pretender mm-hmm. in the West of of playoff teams, just just top yeah, teams. just of playoff teams. So. Jazz pretender. Yeah, I think nuggets, the Jazz are pretenders. I think the Nuggets are a pretender, right? As, I think as the Nuggets without about. Jamal Murray, yeah. Mavs are a pretender. Trailblazers pretender. Grizzlies yeah. pretender. Right. Lakers the real contenders for me, the Lakers caveat, depending on how LeBron is health wise, because if he comes back and he's shaky, it's different than if he comes back and he's LeBron, mm-hmm. right? LeBron, if LeBron is 100% or close to it, Lakers, Clippers, Suns. I'm elevating the Suns because. I was say, I'm like, all of a sudden. Right. I'm Last on week, the Suns I'm all of a very sudden. Very high on the Suns. They look great. They play great defense. And people are going to say, Chris "What's Paul. the difference between the Suns and the Jazz?" Whoa, whoa. Well, the difference between the Suns and the Jazz is that one of them has Chris Paul. Yeah. Well, and, and also, one of them doesn't have. And Chris also, Paul. if I if I listen, 
Uh, I know Donovan Mitchell probably offers a little bit more defensively. A little oh, bit. Oh, hot take. Are you taking Devin Booker over? I would probably. Yeah, listen. I would take Devin Booker over <sighs> Donovan Mitchell. And I know what you're going to say. Oh, defense, defense, defense. Right. No, it's not about that. I think one of them is a better slasher than the other one. I think yeah, Devin Booker can't get I'm to the rim about, like Donovan Mitchell can. I, I get that. But listen. In, I just think the Suns are more complete. I really do. You you think if they switch teams, what do you if, mean? If, if if you if you put if let's let's do the classic like switching if you if you really if you gave Donovan any, Mitchell Chris Paul and you put Donovan and you put Devin Booker on the Jazz that this is the same situation. I, I think I just, I just think Devin Booker off ball is better than Donovan Mitchell, and I know Donovan Mitchell is a great shooter, but I'm just saying Devin Booker when forced to be the ball like be the drip dribbler right the primary ball handler you saw what happened with those sons they weren't very good right now that he all he has to worry about is just like getting his shot he can play off ball he can play on ball if they want him to let chris paul deal can with he get to the rim though the he can get to the rim he's not he's not he's not a slasher like donovan mitchell is right he's not going to just throw down like a mean dunk he's not uber athletic the way donovan mitchell is but Devin booker i think you underestimate one, his size, and two, his athleticism. He can get to the rim. He's more of a crafty finisher. But Devin Booker, his offensive skill set, shooting I know his shot making is nuts. Would, yeah, I his shot making over, is insane. I would take over Donovan Mitchell in a playoff setting for sure. And we've also seen Donovan Mitchell has... His I also career think, is short-lived, but we've seen him struggle a little yeah. bit in the playoffs. I also think, I think Aiton is severely underrated. Aiton's underrated as much as we banged on McCall Bridges a couple weeks ago. McCall Bridges is still, you know, the type of player you want to play. Well, on. yeah, we banged on him because they put him in the top twenty-five. <laughs> that doesn't mean he's a bad player. Know, he's know, a good player. But, if he's your fourth best player, you're chilling. Yeah, and so I, I, I I'm, I'm really high on the Suns. No, I'm high on the Suns. I think they look. I also think that fantastic. Chris Paul still has, like, the ability to go and get 30 if he has to. People forget about that because in the regular season he doesn't have to. Chris Paul can get buckets. Let's not forget Chris Paul can get buckets. Let's let's also not forget the reason those Clippers lost in the playoffs was was not Chris Paul, right? No. It it was almost always because... Griffin can't play defense. Yeah, it was almost always because, (laughs) you know... And they didn't have a small forward? And J.J. Reddick can't play defense either? Um... But yeah, and then the no, I'm on the Suns, dude. Eastern Conference, it's a little bit more clear cut in my opinion. Uh, Hot take: I still think the Celtics are a better playoff team than a regular season team, just because yeah. two good wings in the playoffs. Like, how many teams have that? No, I, I, dude, I, this I, is I gonna agree. sound like crack. No, also, I still think they can make think, the Eastern Conference Finals. I, also, I still think they can make the Eastern Conference. I Finals. I also think in a seven game series, the Celtics are more dangerous, right? Yeah, because they play that all their players play relatively good defense, right? maybe besides mm-hmm. Kemba. And they all have, they have, you know, three tough, maybe four guys that can get 30 points whenever they want. Yeah. Um, obviously, so Nets one, Sixers two, Bucks three, Knicks four, Hawks five, Celtics six, Heat seven, and Hornets eight. I think my, Hornets, my real contenders is Nets, Sixers, Bucks, Celtics. Well, here's the thing. I honest. think the Hornets, who knows if they're going to get LaMelo back. I know they're trying to like quickly rush him back. They're probably just trying to, you know, tr- lock up that eight seed. I would be, I mean, as much as I want to say the Pacers will sneak in, they clearly have just not been Issues. very good this season. Um, yeah. Not as good as advertised, at least. So I do think the Hornets most likely stay in that eight-seed spot. They're obviously a pretender. I don't think anyone's legitimately thinking that they're going to go deep into the playoffs. They're still a very young team. Future looks, honestly, decent for the Hornets, which is something I don't think people have been able to say for a while. 
the Heat pretenders, they look even though they're thirty two and thirty, they look yeah, they worse look than bad. that. Um Celtics. I know they have the chance to make a deep run. I do think they're pretenders though. I, I think they're getting like a second round exit. I do. It's possible. I mean again, you're not gonna f- The Hawks pretenders. No, they're they pretenders, bro. They can't play pretenders. any defense. As good as they've been since Nate McMillan's taken over. I you know, I I think that will wear off in the playoffs as teams. Trey Young a little bit overrated. Focusing. John Collins massively well, overrated. Well, I just think defensively, no. yeah. they are so liable that that it doesn't matter what they do on offense. Knicks, pretenders, obviously. Yeah, I do pretenders. think I do think they go two rounds. Well, if they play the Hawks in the first round, I think they're beating the Hawks soundly because I think Julius Randle just abuses John Collins down low. But listen, it'll be good to see playoff basketball in New York again. So oh, I'm yeah. just, Madison Square Garden. Listen, I'm just happy to be here. All right. Yeah. Just happy hey, to be here. We'll but they it. are pretenders. They're not going to go. They're not going to make a deep run as much as I love them to. Uh, Bucks, again, a little like the Clippers. They got embarrassed last year. They've quietly grounded out. Grounded out. They haven't been as good as they were last year, but they've still been very, very good. Giannis is still elite. They Chris Middleton's still solid. Again, they got they got embarrassed last year. They've they've kind of quietly just taken care of business. They will be a shoe and I still think if I had to pick tw- between them and Philadelphia, I still would take the Bucks. Uh, yes. going to the Eastern Conference. Agreed. Sixers. It's the same same story as as in the past. They're very good on paper. They've been they've actually lived up to expectations in terms of the seed this year. I still think that they are a piece away from from truly being a threat to win the Eastern Conference. And then obviously the Brooklyn Nets are the Brooklyn Nets. They're rolling. The I, I, the, I, see, I don't know what to think about the Harden injury because it's it's an indefinite. He's out indefinitely. It's obviously a big deal. But right? I do think he will be back soon enough in the playoffs that it's not going to be an issue, right? I don't, I, like, if he misses the first round, they're not going to need him. No, no. Right? Kyrie and KD is plenty. And now that KD is coming back, he'll get 10 games under his belt before he goes into playoffs. They'll be just fine. And, and yeah, the Nets are obviously the, play, the favorite. First team to, to clinch. They are the I would argue they're probably the favorite for the title at this point. Oh yeah, I mean, as much as that pain. Even even say, healthy Braun, like I still think that they're so they're so loaded, uh-huh. and and they have enough guys to throw at Braun and th- and slow him down. And then you just look at all the guys on their bench, right? You got Blake Griffin, you got not not necessarily bench, but all these other guys that, you know. Are are, big name players, right? Joe Harris, uh, Blake Griffin. They don't have Lamarcus Aldridge anymore. Obviously, he retired, but stuff like that. So. We're gearing up for the playoffs. Ten games We're left. We're excited. I'm ready to go. I love, listen, it's, you know, kind of. NBA regular season is whatever, but NBA no, playoffs NBA is prime. NBA fine, but NBA playoffs, honestly, is. Heat. Is, it's different. It's just, it's great. It really is. It um, hits so different. Because it, it's so obvious that the level of play does go up and players, you know, hit another gear. That And also, the officiating becomes a little bit less soft. Which we like to see. Let the boys play. Honestly, though. Anyway, uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for today's episode. Unless there's anything you want to add. No, that's pretty much it. All right. Perfect. Well, we got NFL Draft tomorrow night, Friday, and Saturday. We will be doing plenty of reactions for that uh, you know, in the coming days and next week. So stay tuned for that. Anyway, that's an episode. <laughs>